Welcome to the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Mike Yostrowski in association with Underground Sports Philadelphia. Welcome back, everyone, to the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Yastrowski, joined, as always, by Mr. Kyle Bennett. How you doing, man? What's up? It's everybody's favorite fantasy co-host. We're back. We're back. Finally. We haven't recorded a pod in God knows how long. I'm actually going to find out while you uh, do the old intro thing for the people the last time we published a podcast. Yeah, dude, it, it's it's been a while, and I gotta say, I'm really excited to get back into it. You know, the NFL season starts uh, a month from today, actually. Um, so, I'm excited. I'm excited to get back to it and do at least one pod a week, maybe even two, if we're feeling ambitious. And I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, bringing some content to the people. Definitely. Yeah, the um, last the last goal line podcast that we did was episode 15, and that was the top 25 fantasy relevant rookies. Two months ago. Jeez, ew, man. It's been a while. It was published on... Yeah, I don't have a date on here, but yeah, two That's months right. ago. We're back. We're better than ever. And we got something kind of fun for you tonight. So we are doing a mock draft via the Sleeper app. Not a sponsor. Um, not a sponsor, but it would be but if they very want a nice sponsor, if they we do are, want a sponsor. We are like the Dr. Evil gif where he's just like, come to me. Come, come to me. Come to me. <laughs> but uh, so Kyle's going to be drafting out of the two spot. I'm going to be drafting out of the six spot. Uh, we randomized our draft order uh, before we hopped on, and that's what we got. So we'll we'll just jump right into it. We'll give you content as we go, and we'll we'll keep you up to date who's getting picked, and we'll give you a little insight before we make our pick. So the draft has started. Christian McCaffrey goes number one overall in PPR, and Kyle is on the clock at number two overall. Who are you thinking of taking? Well, I mean, it's the obvious pick, and I think for the people, we should let them know that this is our Fantasy Mock Draft 1.0 because we're just getting right back into things. I know a lot of other podcasts have probably already done theirs, but this is only number one for us, and I'm sure we'll do maybe one or two more before a full-blown draft season is here, so stay tuned for it, but I am going with... Uh, my favorite player on a division rivals team. I saw Sunday Night Football on NBC tweet this out today, so I'm going with uh, Mr. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty obvious choice um, at, at number two. Saquon Barkley is arguably the number one overall pick, kind of teetering just between him and Christian McCaffrey and PPR. Uh, but So that's a pretty obvious one. So first overall was CMC. Second overall was Barkley. The next few picks went Ezekiel Elliott, Devontae Adams, and David Johnson. Uh, Sitting here at six overall, I didn't expect this player to fall to me. I expected to be drafting uh, probably a receiver, but Alvin Kamara, who I think is without a doubt a top three pick, especially, especially since Ezekiel Elliott has all this contract issues right now. That's a situation that I don't necessarily feel comfortable with in the top three, top four picks right now. Get your bag. Uh, 
<laughs> get your bag. Sit out as long as you need. Stay in Cabo, why don't you? <laughs> but uh, so this is a pretty obvious choice for me. Uh, it's a division rival to the Carolina Panthers. I'm a big Panthers fan, so it kind of hurts my heart that I'll have to root for him. But I got to go Alvin Kamara at number six overall. I mean, hey, the dude's both, dynamic. We both took division he, rivals. Exactly. And neither one of us wanted to do it, but we kind of had to. And Alvin Kamara, in my opinion, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley are all very similar running backs. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey's kind of the middleman. Alvin Kamara is a little bit better at the receiving option. And Saquon Barkley is a little bit better at the running option. But all three of them can do both of those things perfectly fine. So Alvin Kamara is going to be my pick at number six. And now we are snaking back around. So DeAndre Hopkins goes number seven, Le'Veon Bella eight. Then comes Michael Thomas, James Conner, Julio Jones, and Odell Beckham to round out the first round. Uh, Then in the second round, we have Tyreek Hill going number one overall in that round. Todd Gurley falling all the way to the second pick of the second round. So uh, even the mock is too scared of that knee. Um, and then you have Joe Mixon, Juju Schuster, Nick Chubb, and Travis Kelsey. So now I'm up at pick number seven um, of the second round. And Still my, needing a running back. I started with well, Alvin Kamara. Well, I have Alvin Kamara, and the top running backs on the board right now are uh, Dalvin Cook, Carrion Johnson, and Melvin Gordon. Now, Melvin Gordon, I think, has a very high chance of sitting out this entire season um, I will get to that a little bit later, but I am too afraid to take Melvin Gordon even at the 19th pick of the entire draft. Um, call me crazy, but I'm actually going to skip out on getting a second good running back, and I'm going to go with Mike Evans here. Damn you. So, <laughs> so Mike Evans, in my opinion, is a dark horse candidate to be the number one overall fantasy football wide receiver. Um you know, there's there's no more Adam Humphreys over there. Coach Bruce Arians has come in, and I think he's going to work wonders with Jameis Winston and work wonders with that team as a whole. And even though Mike Evans is coming off of a phenomenal year, I think he only goes up, and I think I genuinely think that he can lead the entire league in receiving yards this year. So for that, I'm going Mike Evans. Sir, you need to put some respect on uh, face of the podcast, DeAndre Hopkins' name. Oh, Trust me, DeAndre Hopkins is the not dark horse candidate to finish, to finish number one. DeAndre Hopkins is incredible. If I could have got him at the seventh overall pick of the second round, there'd be something wrong with this app. But uh, shout out to D Hop because you know when we were recording consistently a few months ago, we we sent out you know our invitation to come on the podcast. That invitation still stands. So D Hop still stands. You, always you will come until you pod, come over. That invite is always there. Our door is always open. All right, so after Mike Evans goes to me, I now have Alvin Kamara and Mike Evans. The next pick is Dalvin Cook. Then we have Damian Williams, who in my opinion is being taken way too high in draft right now. Yeah, he's he goes nasty. number Yeah, he goes number nine in the second round. I'm not about that. Then Antonio Brown goes at number 10, and now you are on the clock at number 11 in the second round. You currently have Saquon Barkley. What will you do next? So this guy gives me anxiety through the roof because he's the guy from SpongeBob with glass bones and paper skin. But uh, <laughs> he put on a juke move today in camp or yesterday. Oh, I saw that. And uh, I'm taking Mr. Keenan Allen. 
Yeah, you have to there. Keenan Allen is an incredible talent. And I know there's a lot of people saying that Mike Williams is coming for his job. And Mike Williams is a good receiver, but they are the ain't perfect no duo way. for each other. Oh, absolutely. But ain't no way Mike Williams no. is taking the wide receiver one from Keenan Allen. He's too good. Um, so after Keenan Allen goes, we have Adam Thielen at the, at the end of the second round. And then pick number one overall in the third round is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so that team drafting out of the one spot currently has Christian McCaffrey, Adam Thielen, and Patrick Mahomes. Not awful, but I'm not the type of guy to reach on a quarterback like that. Um, now you're sitting at the number two pick of the third round currently with Barkley and Keenan Allen. I notice Melvin Gordon is still on the board. Is this when you start to look for him, or are you still looking past him? So that pick before me was not it, Chief, all pun intended. Uh, and Melvin Gordon is not the pick for me because you look at this board right now, uh, there's only, for the people listening, uh, wide receivers are color-coded as blue, uh, running backs are like a greenish teal, quarterbacks are like a a Chiefs red, and then tight ends are orange. Uh, There's only one orange on this board, and uh, some of my, my bird's bias might be coming into this, but I'm going to take <laughs> the 1A tight end in the NFL right here with my third pick. Zach Ertz is coming to the squad. Yeah, I feel like you can't really go wrong with Zach Ertz. I mean, I think he's due for some regression. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no way he can have that insane amount of targets again. But with a, with a, healthy, with a healthy Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz is one of the scariest tight ends, maybe even one of the scariest players in the NFL. And, uh, you know, he's... He's got Dallas Goddard kind of creeping up behind him, but realistically, I think Zach Ertz remains... 12 personnel, baby. 12 personnel. Well, Zach Ertz is going to remain a top three tight end no matter what happens this year. 12 personnel is going to just help him on a lesser end regress than what a lot of people, I think, are thinking. Absolutely. So now I'm up at pick number six in the third round. So between Kyle and I, Melvin Gordon goes right after the Zach Ertz pick, then goes Carrion Johnson and Devonta Freeman, which really stinks because I was going to want either Carrion Johnson or Devonta Freeman at this pick. Uh, Devonta Freeman's kind of a scary pick just because of the injury risk, but in my opinion, he is a high-risk, high-reward player for the 2019 season. Um, and I, I would grab him if I had the opportunity, but I don't have the opportunity. So now my big... I do have friends, um, Mikey, that cover the Falcons, too, and they have said Devontae Freeman looks very, very good so far. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. And, you know, I'm not necessarily rooting for him because he's a Falcon, <laughs> but uh, I am rooting for him from a fantasy perspective. So I hope Devonta Freeman goes out there and puts up a big one. Um, so now I have to pick here. I'm thinking my choices are either going to be between Aaron Jones or T.Y. Hilton. Um, Thank you, Hilton. I, I, I want to lean T.Y. Hilton, but because I know which running backs will be available to me in the fourth round, I don't want one of them as my RB2. So I'm going to take Aaron Jones, who I'm extremely high on this year. Uh, I think he's got potential to be a top 15 running back in Green Bay if they use him correctly. Hell, I think he could be a top 10 running back if they use him correctly. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Green Bay. Uh, this fourth in... round was disgusting. Yeah, this was this was a bit weird. So let me uh, I'll in the third round it finished up with Stephon Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, George Kittle. Uh, then you had Marlon Mack, Leonard Fournette, and Josh Jacobs. All pretty standard third-round picks. Um, I think but those then, last two picks are quite a reach. I, 
See, I don't think Leonard Fournette is necessarily a reach. I think Josh Jacobs is just because everyone is so torn that we're supposed to have a rookie every year that's going to come in and make a big splash in the NFL. You know, you had had Zeke, you had Christian McCaffrey, you had Saquon Barkley, you had Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon. You have all these big-name running backs today. But I don't necessarily see anyone doing that. I mean, I guess Josh Jacobs would be the closest thing to it. But no, 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 no. Miles Sanders, I know you're thinking of Miles Sanders. I know you are because... clinic last night, brother. Yeah, he's putting on a clinic, but it's just in training camp. So don't get too distracted by that. He has got me thinking of prime LaShawn McCoy in my head. But but I have to tell you, there's a huge difference between Josh Jacobs' situation and Miles Sanders' situation. Josh Jacobs is ahead of Jalen Richard and a muscle hamster. That's it. Miles Sanders is with Jordan Howard, who has 3,300 yards over three seasons, which is very good. Um, they have Darren Sproles, who I understand is more of a utility player now than anything, but you know he's still going to be there on third downs occasionally. And then you have who, who are the other guys? There's uh, Wendell Smallwood and he's the, Wendell Smallwood's not making this team for all our Eagles listeners. That's you heard it here first. He's not making it. the The running backs that are going to be on this team are going to be. Jordan Clement. Howard, Miles Sanders, Corey Clement, and Darren Sproles. And Darren Sproles is going to be used primarily as a punt returner and special yeah. teams guy. He's not going to really see running back snaps, especially at his age and the injury history he's had. Uh, but Miles Sanders, I think a lot of people don't realize how much he's actually going to get used in this Eagles offense because a lot of people are just saying, oh, you know, Jordan Howard's there. But Miles Sanders is going to get a lot of carries, and he's somebody and, and- that – is going to be on that sleeper radar, and I don't doubt that at all. I think Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders is going to be good. I think he's going to be even better next year. But I think the best case scenario is for him and Jordan Howard to split carries. Josh Jacobs is not going to have to split carries with anyone. He's he, John Gruden has already said, you know, oh, he's got to earn his earn his right to be on this team or whatever. But Josh Jacobs is probably going to be a workhorse there. He's going to be a three down back. He's got the hands that Jalen Rashard has. He's got significantly more ability than Doug Martin has, and I don't think he's going to have any competition. So um, I think it's justifiable him going at the end of the third round, beginning of the fourth round, just for pure volume alone, if that makes sense. Jags fans, little little heads up here too. Uh, there is a stud running back in your, uh, your facility right now, not named Leonard Fournette. He's a fifth-round pick this year from Millville, New Jersey. His name's Ryquel Armstead. And he's turning heads in Jaguars camp, per my Jaguars people. Yeah, I like Armstead a lot. He is going um, to be their, their number two behind Leonard Fournette and has potential to kind of be a split-back situation in Jacksonville. But uh, anyway, so we'll get back to the mock. We, uh, You know what? We're going to have to come back on the pod a little later this week or early next week and talk about some of these rookies, I think. It sounds like we both got a lot to say about them. Yeah, there's um, a lot of uh, info out there with these rookies, especially the running backs. But speaking of rookies, one goes at the second overall pick of the fourth round. So the first one was Mark Ingram. The second one is David Montgomery, who I think I wasn't very high on at first, but after all these training camp videos and the fact that who's his real competition besides Tariq Cohen, who doesn't run the ball anyway. Uh, I think David Montgomery's a pretty solid pick. A little too early for me at the beginning of the fourth round, um, but I wouldn't, be, um, I wouldn't be upset if he was one of my flex starters. 
Yeah, I'm still um, not we sold had... on him. I still need to see some uh, non-training camp action from him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They've got a uh, they've got a preseason game this week, and he's going to be featured a lot in there. So we'll see what happens. Um, then number three overall in the fourth round is Amari Cooper, which would be that team's uh, wide receiver one. That team has James Conner, Joe Mixon, Marlon Mack, and now Amari Cooper. Then Derrick Henry, Julian Edelman, and Kenny Galladay go. So now I'm up. I'm picking here. I have Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara as my RB1 and RB2. I have Mike Evans as my wide receiver one. My big decision here, um, more or less leaning receiver, just because I think I'm okay on running backs for now. Um, My heart says to go with Robert Woods or Brandon Cooks because neither one of them are fun, neither one of them are interesting, but they're both very consistent. Um, However, if I didn't have Mike Evans on my team, I would be going Chris Godwin here. Now, I'm not going Chris Godwin because I have Mike Evans and I don't want that Tampa Bay Bucks stack. That's not a team that I would like to stack. Um, so I'm going to go with the very safe pick of Brandon Cooks. He is proven. He always has a thousand yards. It's never sexy. It's never fun to watch, but the numbers are there. So I'm taking Brandon Cooks. Another big F you. <laughs> <laughs> so after Brandon Cooks goes, Chris Godwin goes, which is like I said, I would have taken him over Cooks if I didn't have Mike Evans. Uh, then James White goes. Philip Lindsay goes, and now Kyle, you have you have you have a pretty good tandem going. You have Saquon Barkley at running back, Keenan Allen at wide receiver, Zach Ertz at tight end. Are you take Are you taking running back? Or are you taking receiver here? I'm going with one of my favorite old young receivers in the league, Mr. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. After Calvin Ridley goes, we have Robert Woods, and then it loops back around to the fifth round. A.J. Green is finally taken. Uh, A.J. Green already slated to miss somewhere between three and five weeks. Uh, Everyone at goal line is hoping for a speedy recovery for A.J. Green. Um, But for the time being, he can't be trusted as anything more than a fifth-round pick. Now, you're up in the fifth round. You have your two receivers. You have a running back. You have a tight end. What are you doing at number two in the fifth? I'm grabbing my third wide receiver, Tyler Boyd. Oh, see, now this is my big F you. So Tyler Boyd (laughs) is my absolute favorite receiver. Mikey has a man crush on Tyler Boyd. I I have a huge man crush on Tyler Boyd to the point where I actually almost took him in the fourth round, but then I said, you know what? He'll probably still be there in the fifth round. Mikey might change. Mikey might change the Twitter banner that we have for goal line, and it might just be Tyler Boyd's face everywhere. It it will literally just be a thousand Tyler Boyd faces. <laughs> um, I am obsessed with Tyler Boyd. I can't say enough good things about him. Um, I will say now there's there's a narrative. It's it's funny that I'm defending your draft pick here rather than you defending please, it. Please please make me feel gr- even better than I do. Well, Tyler Boyd. Now, there's, there's this misconception where Tyler Boyd is not as good of a player without A.J. Green on the field. Did you know that there has only been three games where A.J. Green was not on the field and Tyler Boyd was with Andy Dalton also on the field? A lot of the games that they're talking about, there was a backup quarterback playing. So you can't even include those games. Then on top of that, the three games where there was Andy Dalton and no A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd had 9.5 points, 11.5 points, and 21.5 points. 
So there's no real trend there. You know, he's either having a good game or he's having a bad game. And last season, he had a great season. He had over 1,000 yards. I think he's going to do it again. I think he's going to be even better this year. And Tyler Boyd is, in my opinion, being drafted way too low in the fifth round. And I actually have a, uh, a, um, a article coming out later this week, and it's about the steals of each round, round one through 13. And my fifth round ADP steal is actually Tyler Boyd. So I'll be talking about him a little bit more in an article later this week. Put your ski masks on. I just robbed the draft. You just robbed the draft. Now I'm going at pick number six in the fifth round. So after Tyler Boyd was taken, Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, and Andrew Luck is gone. Again, the fifth round is just way too damn early for me to even think about taking a quarterback. Um, So I have to decide – Now, we do two running backs, two receivers, and a flex position. So I have to decide here if I want a running back or a receiver in my flex position. Um, The top running backs on the board are Chris Carson, Sonny Michelle, Kenyon Drake, Tariq Cohen. Um, And no, I'm not making fart noises. I'm actually just saying names of players. Um, (laughs) I will not be drafting any of them at this spot. Maybe if they're there in the sixth round, I will. Um, the top receivers are on the board are Jarvis Landry, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Alshon Jeffrey. And, uh, you know, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. I'm going with a Homer pick. I'm taking DJ Moore. He's looked fantastic in training camp so far. He looked fantastic last year. And if Cam Newton's going to come back and be healthy this year, then sign me up for all the DJ Moore. Now, one thing you and I both kind of goofed on here, Mikey, and thankfully it's not a real draft, uh, Two of our players in key positions, similar positions, have the same bye week. Yeah, I actually have two receivers on bye in week seven, and then I have Alvin Kamara and Brandon Cooks both on bye in week nine. Now, let me ask you, what is, when you're drafting in real life, like when you and I have our big home league draft on August 24th, do you pay attention to the bye weeks on draft night? Or do you take your players and worry about it later? Uh, the past few years, I have actually paid attention to the bye weeks when it comes to my depth. Uh, okay. So I, I pay attention when it comes to building my bench. I look at the bye weeks. Um, that way I know I have some switchability and some versatility to the lineup rather than being like, oh shit, I have six guys with a week four bye week. Now I have to maneuver the waiver wire without losing, you know, high caliber players. Sure. And I I feel that. I mean, I personally don't pay too much attention to the bye weeks, um, but I will admit it has nipped me in the butt before, and I'm sure it will again this season. Uh, With my luck, I'll have seven guys on bye the week that I play you. (laughs) But um, I would love that. I would love that. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Um, so continuing on at the beginning of the sixth round, Lamar Miller is actually the first pick of the sixth round, which with Devon, with, uh, Donta Foreman going to the Colts today, it's a pretty solid pick. I mean, realistically, Foreman wasn't that much of a threat to Lamar Miller, uh, but he was the closest thing that that backfield had to a threat to Lamar Miller. So I think Lamar Miller has kind of solidified his spot as the RB1. He's Kendrick and, uh, Lamar. Miller. He's Kendrick Lamar, and he's going to do just fine. Uh, then we have Deshaun Watson at number two, Mike Williams, Kevin Coleman, My child, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. and then Drew Brees goes right before uh, my pick. He goes at the sixth pick of the sixth round. So here I am 
Now, I talked about potentially taking Kenyon Drake uh, if he fell to me over here. There's also the tight end option of Evan Ingram, who should have a monster year in, in uh, New York since he's literally the only receiving option at this point besides Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield's there, but it's still too early for me to go quarterback. Um, I, I am a big Alshon Jeffrey fan. Um, Darius Geis is also there. Um, I really don't like the position that I'm in right now. I'm not entirely crazy about everyone here. Remember, you and do have three wide receivers already, too. I, I do have three wide receivers already, so I have my two running backs, I have my two receivers, and I have my flex spot taken care of. Um, I My heart is saying Kenyon Drake, but my brain is telling me not to do it because Keelan Balaj, uh, I, I think, has a legitimate chance at splitting carries over there. Um, goodness. If I already knew the status of Melvin Gordon, I would take Austin Eckler here. But even if Melvin Gordon isn't around, I think that Justin Jackson is going to be the one to own. I'm going to bite the bullet. I don't want to take a tight end this early if it's not a big tight end, but I'm taking him anyway. I'm taking Evan Ingram for the pure fact that that man is going to see tons of volume. Wow, I got robbed twice. Something tells me you were thinking either Alshon Jeffrey or Baker Mayfield, who oh, both I, went directly after me. I was thinking Kenyon Drake as my second running back because that's. Oh, what I'm I didn't at even now. realize you didn't have a second running back. Uh, and yeah. all these running backs are hot doo doo garbage. Why don't you update everyone on what your draft board is so far? Uh, so right now I'm sitting with Saquon Barkley, Keenan Allen, Zach Ertz, Calvin Ridley, and Tyler Boyd. Um. I don't like Darius Geis. There's too many mouths to feed in that running back room right now. Um, Rashad Penny is hot doo-doo garbage to me. And I don't need another receiver right now. I'm in the same boat with you on Austin Eckler. Um, well, hey, man. It's time for you to put up or shut up. You know, you're talking to Miles Sanders up. I He's am. not too far off the ADP here. I Why am. don't you take a reach? Um, I'm looking at who else is on the board here, though, real quick before I make my pick. Um. Yeah, you know what? For the brand. For the brand, Miles Sanders goes Kids pick man. eleven of the sixth round, which I believe would be pick number seventy-one overall. He's got an ADP of eighty-six, so it is a reach. But you reach the for the guys you want. There. The upside is there. Now, uh, you're looping back around. So Dante Pettis and Rashad Penny, two guys that you didn't seem very interested in, uh, went between your last pick and this pick. Um, now, I don't want to put any ideas in your head, but if I had to guess, you're probably going to double up on a running back here just in case Miles Sanders doesn't pan out. Um, there is that potential there. Um, and now that I have two Eagles on my board, I don't really want to grab my, my lord and savior Carson Wentz. Um, you know, there's a lot of fun players as we go down this board here. Um, hmm, this is tough. This is real tough, man. I wish there was like actual trading here. That would be, I know. Um, so I would not trade up with you. I do not like the sixth and seventh rounds. Are we drafting like bench guys in this too? Or is it? Yeah, absolutely. We're doing the full 15 rounds. You got a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, a flex, a kicker and a defense and six bench spots. I got very confused with just what was displayed to me because they don't display your bench. Um, But in that case, 
I'm going to snag a receiver here that... Actually, you know what? I'm not going to snag a receiver. I'm going to... Do, 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 do. Double down and make sure I am secure at tight end. Oh. I'm going to take Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron. Very touchdown dependent, but very good. He's in a good offense. Uh, so, you know what? That, that offense... I'm scared for it because Andrew Luck is uh, – I'm having flashbacks to two years ago when Andrew Luck was saying, oh, yeah, I should be okay by week one. Yeah. I'm having, uh, I'm having some flashbacks. But the man. nice thing is, you know, as much as, you know, a downgrade as Jacoby Brissett is, he's been in that offense now, and if he's having to play, he's a dink and dunk quarterback, and who's who better to throw it to than your tight end for check down. So I'll take Eric oh. Ebron for my week 10 bye with Zach Ertz. Well, there you go. Um, so I'm up here at the sixth overall pick of the seventh round. So after Eric Ebron goes, it's Allen Robinson, Austin Eckler, Latavius Murray. I drafted a running back in the first and third round, and that's it. So I'm thinking to myself that I need some running back depth. I'm not incredibly pumped about anyone that's on the board right now. Um the top three running backs, according to Sleeper right now, are Darius Geis, Darrell Henderson, and Jordan Howard. I'm not taking Darrell Henderson because Todd Gurley will be there this year. And even if he's not, Darrell Henderson is going to be more of a Chris Thompson kind of role. And that's just not something that I want to trust when I'm looking for depth. Uh, as I was saying earlier, Jordan Howard has had 3,300 yards over the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. So... Potentially taking Jordan Howard here might not be bad if I need to slot him in during any given week. Darius Geis is also very enticing to me because I do think he's a very talented running back. But Adrian Peterson is still there. If we were dy- if we were in Dynasty, I would pick Darius Geis, no ifs, ands, or buts. But since it's redraft, I'm going to avoid him. Would you say he's in Geising? I'll see myself out. Yeah, you got to leave after that one. <laughs> um... Jeez, man, I really don't want to take one of these running backs here. So I'm not going to. There's two receivers that I really like, and that's Robbie Anderson and Will Fuller. I genuinely think that if Will Fuller can somehow stay healthy, he can string together a very solid season. So I'm going to take Will Fuller, and ironically enough, Will Fuller will be in my article coming out later this week (laughs) about ADP steals. Um, you know, I'll go into it a little bit more detail um, in the article just so I don't take up too much time on him. Uh, so after he goes, Darius Geis, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Sammy Watkins, Robbie Anderson, and Jared Cook to finish up that round. Um, I personally don't understand all the hype around Jared Cook at the tight end position in New Orleans. I, I get it. Drew Brees is good. Jared Cook stringed together a, a decent season last year. but uh, He's got a know. huge quarterback upgrade, that's for sure. He he did, but he also now actually has competition. I mean, after Amari Cooper left, Jared Cook was literally the only target that Derek Carr had. I mean, New Orleans, at the very best, He'll Jared be Cook option. is good. At the very best, yeah, because they got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara each taking up over 100 targets. Then they have a healthy Ted Ginn Jr. this year, and you know he's he's a big deep threat. So I'm not exactly sure how they're going to use Jared Cook. I'm avoiding him personally, but hey, the end of the seventh round, you need your tight end. Not a bad option. 
Um, so we loop around to the eighth round. We have Christian Kirk, Darrell Henderson, Vance McDonald, Geronimo Allison, who I'm very high on this year, um, Royce Freeman, Larry Fitzgerald, and then here I am, pick number seven of the eighth round. I am going to reach here. Now call me crazy or call me a homer, but I'm going to go Cam Newton in the eighth round. Um, I'm looking at the board now, and I know that you, as well as the third overall spot, both need a quarterback between now and the next time that I pick. The top quarterbacks on the board are Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and Cam Newton. Um, in my opinion, Cam Newton is the only one that offers top five upside. If he can actually stay healthy this year, um, you know he's he's going to be dynamite. He's going to be electric and fantasy quarterbacks that run the ball are just a complete different breed and what better person to have run the ball for me than cam newton so i'm gonna take him uh he does have an adp in the ninth round so it is a bit of a reach taking him midway through the eighth but he is my guy and i am not ashamed i'm totally fine with that because the quarterback i want is still on the board um and i'm gonna take him here so i don't get snaked by the person who picks number one uh, so I'm taking uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, known as Russell Wilson. So Kyle goes Russell Wilson. Between Russell Wilson and Cam Newton was LaShawn McCoy, Kareem Hunt, and Jordan Howard. After Russell Wilson, we see David Njoku go. And then um, the beginning of the ninth round, which is way too early for a defense in my opinion, is the Chicago Bears. I do want to take a second, though. Uh, so the Chicago Bears, right, they seem like a pretty sure thing at the defense position. Wouldn't you say so? Definitely. They're arguably what the Jaguars were in 2017. Exactly. But what were the Jaguars from a fa- from a fantasy perspective in 2018? Uh, hot doo-doo garbage because their coaching hot, staff is hot doo-doo garbage. Hot doo-doo garbage. Exactly. Now, I understand that Chicago didn't have the same downgrades that Jacksonville did, but Jacksonville has an extremely talented secondary, an extremely talented front line, and everyone was taking them early as all hell this time last year in their drafts because they thought they were a sure thing. People are going to be doing the same thing with Chicago. And while I do genuinely think that Chicago's defense now is better than Jacksonville's defense in 2017, I would strongly advise against taking a defense that early. Yeah, it's, it's not wise, as uh, Confucius once said. So, Kyle, you are on the clock. Your starting lineup is Russell Wilson, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, and Zach Ertz, and you have the backup tight end of Eric Ebron. What's your thought process for this? Where are you going back uh, So, I, as we record this episode of Goal Line right here on Monday, August 5th, I also sat down with uh, my good friend Teron Davenport from ESPN to record the first episode of of the 2019 Eagles Enemy Series we do here on Underground Sports Philadelphia, so make sure you check that out when it goes out on uh, Thursday or Wednesday, one of the two days it'll be up. Uh, but he covers the Titans. Mikey, I know how you hate the Titans, um, but he's told me this guy right here has looked poised for a breakout season and looks like the guy that was drafted very, very high uh, when he was drafted. So I am going with Mr. Corey Davis. You know, I have to say, I I dislike the Titans from a fantasy perspective. The only tit- the only Titan that I will be seen drafting this year is Delani Walker, and that's because you can get him like the thirteenth round or something like that. However, being able to grab Corey Davis at the beginning of the ninth round is kind of ludicrous 
you know, I don't believe in him as a wide receiver one. I don't believe in him as a wide receiver two. But I believe in him as a pretty high-end wide receiver three who's going to be useful most weeks, more weeks than not. And the, the fact that you were able to get him as your fourth wide receiver all the way in the ninth round, I think that's actually a pretty solid pick. And you know how I feel about Tennessee. I think he's going to be very, very good. And if you are listening to any of my advice, I'd say if you can grab Corey Davis, I'd grab him. So next up, I'm on the clock at pick six of the ninth round. Between Corey Davis and my pick, we had Ronald Jones, Marvin Jones, and Damian Harris. Now, Marvin Jones is a guy I'm extremely high on. And uh, hint, hint, another guy that's going to be in my article <laughs> later this week. Um, it's like your FBI guy is listening. Exactly. But uh, so now I, I still don't have a third running back on my team. And... I, I think it's about time I do it. I have four receivers, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, DJ Moore, and Will Fuller. I really like those guys. I like Alvin Kamara. I like Aaron Jones. But Aaron Jones has been hurt before, and I'm sure he'll be hurt again. My pick here, now according to the sleeper app, the top three running backs are Jalen Samuels, Don, Deonta Foreman, and Jarek McKinnon. I don't want anyone's backup. I don't want the next guy available, Adrian Peterson. But I do want the guy that's best available after that, and that is Peyton Barber uh, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In other words, Peyton Barber, the RB1 that's being drafted in the ninth round. I mean, I'm not saying he's an RB1 for fantasy, but he's the RB1 on his team, and his only competition is Ronald Jones. And Ronald Jones was not fantastic at all last year. Peyton Barber's outplaying him in training camp, um, and Bruce Arians has had high praise for both of these guys, but at the end of the day... Peyton Barber's job to lose, and I don't think he's going to lose it. So I will gladly take him uh, on the off chance that Aaron Jones, knock on wood, goes down with injury at some point during the season. That's that's a fair assessment. Uh, I don't trust either of those guys. Um, but, I mean, like you said, to get him this late and he's an RB1 on a team, you can't beat it. Yeah, you know, it's, that just makes my day. Um, so after that, we have Sterling Shepard. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams defense goes. Kyler Murray goes as a team's QB2. Then Jared Goff, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, and Cortland Sutton, otherwise known as the guy who got in a fist fight with Emmanuel Sanders my today. My guy. Denver Broncos training camp. Both of my guys, uh, I should say. You never hear receivers getting into it with each other. It's always like a receiver and a cornerback. It's never two receivers going at it, so that's that's – Kind of funny. I absolutely <laughs> love it. It's it's both of my guys. I love both of those receivers, and for them to just go full blown. All we needed was Joe Rogan to give us some MMA commentary. Yeah, seriously. Um, so in the tenth round, we have uh, a strand of, of pretty decent receivers all back to back. We have Curtis Samuel's, Kiki Kute, D.D. Westbrook, Deshaun Jackson, and the rookie from the Patriots, Nikhil Harry. Uh, and then Jalen Samuels goes at pick ten. Uh, dash six so i'm on the clock now i have three running backs four receivers a tight end a quarterback uh as i was saying earlier i don't believe in taking a kicker or a defense this early there's still so much value on the board and speaking of value on the board emmanuel sanders is still there at pick seven of the 10th round now I would imagine he's been shied away from because of the Achilles injury that he's coming off of. But, uh, yeah, if you look back at his stats, he's had over 100 targets, like, 
four of the last five seasons, and the one season was last season when he uh, tore his ruptured mm-hmm. his Achilles. So I'm going to take Emmanuel Sanders as an extremely low risk but extremely high reward player in the tenth round. Um, so after Emmanuel Sanders goes, we see Jameis Winston, Austin Hooper, and the rookie from Seattle, DK Metcalf go. Um, what are you now? You're you're up. You have your quarterback. You only have two running backs. Are you thinking running back here, or are you going? I am in the market for a running back right now. Uh, they are all hot doo doo garbage. Um, but as I'm scrolling here and looking at the running backs that are available to me, uh, there is a couple that kind of scream, you know, sleeper potential, and I'm going to take one that screams sleeper potential and possibly traded to a new team potential, and that's Duke Johnson. Yeah, I, I like that pick. I think, uh... I think Duke Johnson's going to stay with Cleveland for a little while, but I think as soon as Cleveland gets Kareem Hunt back from suspension... Um, you know, Kareem Hunt, if they really want to use Nick Chubb as a workhorse back, they could easily slot Kareem Hunt in as Duke Johnson's job, and he's going to do Duke's, Duke Johnson's job ten times better. Absolutely. So after Duke Johnson goes, Golden Tate goes at the end of the 10th. Beginning of the 11th is Deonta Foreman, the new Indianapolis Colt. And now you are back on the clock, my friend. I am indeed back on the clock and uh, trying to fill this bench out a little bit. Uh, as we have five slots left, essentially three because I need a kicker and a defense. Um, as we and I also need a backup quarterback in that mix as well, more than likely. Uh, but I can actually wait because Russell Wilson does not have a bye week until week eleven, so I can play that to my advantage. Uh, but looking at who is on the board here, um, it is a lot of hot garbage, guys. A lot of hot garbage. Um, but there are some, you know, sleeper-esque kind of guys in here. And uh, as much as I hate the Dallas Cowboys, this guy is pretty good. And I think he's going to have some decent numbers this year. And if he can be my fifth wide receiver, I'll take it. I'm going with, uh, he's got his horses in the back, Michael Gallup. He's got the horses in the back. Shout out Lil Nas X. Shout out. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, I mean, realistically, Michael Gallup is going to be the wide receiver, too, on that team. So it's definitely not a bad pick. And you never know. If Ezekiel Elliott doesn't report, Michael Gallup could see definitely an uptick in targets. So mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty pretty solid value in the 11th round. Uh, coming up next, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Jarek McKinnon goes. James Washington goes. Now, according to Sleeper, the top picks on my board would be Adrian Peterson, Phillip Rivers, the Chargers defense, Dante Moncrief. TJ Hawkinson and so forth. Um, you know we're we're in the eleventh round, and things get weird very, in the eleventh round, guys. Things get very weird, and there are very few players that can make a legitimate difference on your weekly team in the eleventh round. I know I just said I hate going kickers and/or defense this early, but. In the fifth to last round of the draft, I am going to select Greg Zerline, a.k.a. Legatron, as the first kicker off the board. You, sir, as the French say, are a bastard. I am a bastard. (laughs) And the reason why I go Greg Zerline there is because he is the one kicker in the entire NFL that can actually stand up for all the other kickers and say, hey, we deserve to be in fantasy football. 
You know, all those people that wanted to spell kickers from fantasy football, They're a bunch get of out, losers. out of here. They're a bunch of losers. I like it. I like it because you know what? If you ever have a kicker on a bye week, you can pick up a random kicker that plays on a Monday night, and you'll have someone to root for. Mm-hmm. That's why I like kickers because you always have someone to root for. Um, so, so yeah, I took Greg Zerline as my kicker, and I am not going to apologize to anyone. I took the first kicker off the board, and I don't care. Uh, <laughs> next up is Adrian Peterson, TJ Hawkinson, Dante Moncrief, who has um, a high amount of upside since there's a very good possibility he could be the wide receiver two in Pittsburgh. Uh, I personally personally lean James Washington of the two, um, but Dante Moncrief, not a bad pick in the 11th round. And then it ends with Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger back-to-back. Start of the 12th round, we have Ido Smith, Paris Campbell, who was a great pick in the 12th round, um, Anthony Miller, Justice Hill, Kalen Balaj, and the Los Angeles Chargers defense. So here I am at my pick. I could use depth at pretty much any position. Uh, the Ravens defense is there, but I'm not a firm, I'm a firm believer in streaming defenses, no matter how good a defense is. So I won't be taking them there. Uh, Dak Prescott would be a pretty solid backup quarterback in my opinion. You know, he's there's nothing fancy about him, but he is statistically always been a QB one for fantasy football. And God forbid Cam Newton goes down with injury, Dak Prescott would be a pretty solid backup plan for me. Um, and then I also I, I think my main priority here though is actually backing up my tight end position. And the reason why I want to back up the tight end position is because you never know with Evan Ingram. You know, he's been injured before. He's going to get used uh, in, in a ton this season, and I, I think it's very possible that, you know, God forbid, an injury could occur. So I am going to – I'm going to reach here. Now, this guy has an ADP of the 14th round, but he was once a fantasy football superstar at the tight end position. He's going to have a rookie throwing it to him this year. And rookie quarterbacks love their tight ends. And he's just a good tight end. And he has – I saw a report today that he is having the best training camp of his entire career. So for that reason, I'm going to take my backup tight end. I'm going to take Jordan Reed. Interesting. And it's it's funny because I normally wouldn't take a backup tight end. But with Evan Ingram's history and with how they're going to use him, I just want to be a little safe and take him anyway. I think he's got the best value. For what I'm looking for at this point. So we've got two gnarly kickers on the board uh, for my squad, and uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, the one from the team that has the Hall of Fame quarterback that's solidified, Will Lutz. Yeah, Will Lutz is a solid pick. He is he's a top three fantasy kicker, and I almost feel ridiculous saying anything about top three fantasy kickers. Uh, but if I was if I wasn't going to have Greg Zerline, I'd want either Will Lutz or Harrison Bucker. Uh, so I think that's a pretty solid pick in the twelfth round. Um, between Jordan Reed and Will Lutz was Devin Funches, the Baltimore Ravens defense, and Jimmy Garoppolo. After Will Lutz goes, it's Dak Prescott and Carlos Hyde. Uh, Carlos Hyde at the beginning of the thirteenth round. That's a pretty solid pick for uh, for that guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's- because you, you don't know what's going on with Kansas City. But anyway, you're on the clock. What will you do next? I'm going to do another uh, late-round crazy for the brand. Uh, I talked about him earlier in the show. Taking Reichwell Armstead. Reichwell Armstead. Solid pick. 
Now is my guy. Oh, good gracious. My guy is still there. So, I, uh, after Ryquill Armstead goes, Delaney Walker, Jimmy Graham, the Minnesota Vikings defense goes. Now, one thing that I'm looking for is literally anything at this point. I have three running backs. I have four receivers. I still need a backup quarterback. I'm not touching tight ends. So, my last three picks is going to be a defense, a quarterback, and then either a running back or a wide receiver. I'm going to take that extra bench flex player right now, and I'm going to take Justin Jackson. I mentioned him earlier. There's a reason why Melvin Gordon fell to the third round in our draft, and that is because people are legitimately scared that he is going to hold out. There is a real chance that Melvin Gordon actually does hold out into the season, and for as long as he holds out, in my opinion, I think Justin Jackson is going to be the running back to own um, in Los Angeles, uh, out of the Chargers at least. And um, yeah, I'm taking him shamelessly in the 13th round. I think that's a great pick there. I will take it. Um, looks like people are filling up their boards here foolishly because there are still so many quality, quality, quality defenses on this board. And this is where you take your defense. Yeah, so uh, the end of the 13th round is John Brown, Alexander Madison, the Cleveland Browns defense, Kyle Rudolph, Naheem Hines, and Tyrell Williams. The 14th round is all about kickers. So we have Harrison Bucker gone, then Houston's defense, and then Justin Tucker, Steven Guskowski, Kaiemi Fairbairn, and Jake Elliott at the kicker position. Now, I still need a defense, but I'm not grabbing one until the last round because that's just what I do. Um... Well, let's see. Who's the, what are the defenses available, actually? Yeah, no, I'm not taking any of these defenses right now. I'll take whoever falls to me in the final round. Um, so I haven't taken a receiver. No, I did. I took Emmanuel Sanders not too long ago. I think I'm going to have to go with my backup quarterback here no matter what. Uh, I really don't like taking a backup quarterback either but with a guy like cam newton who's coming off of an injury it's better safe than sorry uh the top picks available are lamar jackson kirk cousins mitch trubisky jake allen and matt stafford now my upside pick would be jake allen here uh just because he does have that running ability however i'm not taking a backup quarterback for upside i'm taking a backup quarterback for safety and for that reason i'm going to take mitchell trubisky um, he's not stellar from a fantasy perspective, but if I need to start him, I will, and I won't complain about it that much. Sign me up. I told you guys I wasn't going to take another Eagles player, but I will take Eagles players. I'm taking the he's Eagles gonna defense. Take, he's going to take a whole bunch of Eagles players. I, I, like, uh, so- I like the defense. A lot of people are underrating it just based off of depth. Uh, the secondary has looked sensational in uh, training camp so far, and I am very excited to see what uh, Jim Schwartz has planned for this defense. And, you know, when you have one of the top three defensive linemen in the game on your D-line and Fletcher Cox, uh, you can't go wrong with taking the Eagles' defense in the 14th round. Yeah, I I can't complain about that pick either. Uh, So between the Eagles and Mitch Trubisky was Traquan Smith, Robbie Gold, Adam Vinatieri. After that, it's Giorgio uh, Tavecchio from Atlanta, the kicker. And then the first pick of the final round of the draft is Devin Singletary, a guy that I actually contemplated picking over a backup quarterback. Um, So Devin Singletary goes, who is your final pick of the draft? You have your defense. You have your kicker. 
I notice you don't have a backup quarterback. Is that something you're leaning? Or are you going to go uh, go with value in a running back or receiver? I'm loading the roster just because Russell Wilson has a week 11 bye, so I don't really have to uh, worry too hard about it because once week 12 is over, you're in the fantasy playoffs, so it's kind of a one-week streaming option, so I can load my roster up a little bit, which makes me smile from ear to ear. Uh, but looking at who is on the board right now, it's looking like I'm going to have to go wide receiver. Um, you know, I've got uh, Michael Gallup, I've got Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Keenan Allen, and uh, we've got Corey Davis in the fold as well. Um, so, you know, I think I'm going to go with another uh, rookie here. I like his name, I like his upside. That boy is Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel falling all the way to the 15th round is actually a sin. I think he should go uh, definitely before that. Um, <laughs> so the fact, you know, honestly, if I noticed that he was still there, I probably would have taken him on my pick. So Debo Samuel in the last round of the draft, that is a solid, solid value. Um, I am now officially on the clock with my last pick. I, I hate having to talk about taking a defense, but it's time for me to take a defense, defense. because I – haven't taken Defense. one yet. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the Denver Broncos defense, Not and bad. the the only reason why is because they have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, and that to me is a guaranteed 25 sacks for the year just between those two, and I'll be pretty happy to take that. that is so solid. Broncos defense will be my final pick of the draft, and that will conclude our goal line mock draft. Um, the last picks going are Dion Lewis, Marquise Goodwin, Trey Burton all the way in the 15th round. That's a bit Steel. surprising. Uh, Dallas Cowboys defense, Dan Bailey, and the Pittsburgh Steelers defense will be the Mr. Irrelevant pick of the goal line. Fantasy football mock draft 1.0. Would that be the Mr.'s Irrelevant? Oh, that would be the, <laughs> uh, the Mr.'s Irrelevant, absolutely. Uh, there's, uh, there's 11 of them this year. I'll take that. So, recapping my squad, though, we've got Saquon Barkley, Keenan Allen, Zach Ertz, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Miles Sanders, Eric Ebron, Russell Wilson, Corey Davis, Duke Johnson, Michael Gallup, Will Lutz, Ryquel Armstead, South Jersey born and bred, uh, Philadelphia Eagles defense, and my boy Debo Samuel. How do you feel about it? If you were to give yourself an, an honest grade here, no biases, no, hey, man, it's my team. Of course I love it. Uh, this is a mock draft, so you're never going to see these players on your actual team. What what grade would you realistically give yourself here? Granted, I took three rookies because I like their upsides. I like what they're potentially going to be able to do. I took Duke Johnson, who's probably not going to see a lot of playing time uh, running-wise, but he could catch passes for me. Um I would say I have a, a solid B plus. Yeah, that's that's about what I was thinking for you too. I'd say somewhere between a B and a B plus. Um, I love Barkley, Allen, Zachertz. You know how I feel about Tyler Boyd. Um, I don't necessarily think you have a strong RB two, um, just because you know you do have Miles Sanders, Raquel Armstead, and Duke Johnson. Um, pretty pretty risky situation for your RB two. Uh, but nonetheless, I think your receivers are great. Your tight end is great. Uh, you have Russell Wilson at quarterback. So I, I'd, I'd give you a B. I'd give you a B. Um, and I'll go over my team here. So I, I genuinely love my team a lot. If I were to get this team in real life, I'd be pretty pumped. 
Um, I'll let you knock me down a few inches because I know I say biases aside, maybe I have some bias towards my team. I don't know, but I love this team. Um, so for starters, the fact that I was able to get Alvin Kamara at the sixth overall pick, I mean, that's bizarre. He's been a top three, uh, top four pick at the very worst in like 99% of the draft. So the fact that I was able to get Alvin Kamara in a PPR league is nuts. Um, but my starting quarterbacks, Cam Newton, Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones are my top two running backs. Mike Evans and Brandon Cooks are my receivers. Evan Ingram is my tight end. My main flex position is going to be DJ Moore, and then I have Greg Zerline and the Denver Broncos defense starting. Um, <clears throat> my uh, my bench, I have Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, Justin Jackson and Peyton Barber at running back, Will Fuller and Emmanuel Sanders at receiver, and Jordan Reed as my backup tight end. I, I got to say, dude, I'm kind of in love with this team. Yeah, I'd give you uh, probably a solid A right down the, the old middle. No minuses, no pluses. It's just a, it's a overall solid A. Oh, dude, thanks, man. <laughs> no, but uh, that was that was fun. You know, I've never I've never done a mock draft through Sleeper before, and uh, I, I, it was it was pretty seamless, pretty smooth, and I, I really liked that it was it was quick. Yeah, it went by pretty quick. You know, we were able to record for about an hour here and get it done, so it's listenable for the people. And uh, if Sleeper wants to uh, sponsor the podcast, obviously uh, hit our lines because we are open for business. Absolutely, Sleeper. We are looking for a sponsor for the 2019 NFL Fantasy Football season, and you, our friends, could be the very first ones to ever sponsor the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast. So maybe we'll reach out to you. Give us maybe you reach out to us. Give us that presenting sponsor. We need it. We need you. Need us. We need you. It'd be a perfect tandem. Let's make it happen. It would be beautiful. Um, so yeah. So Kyle and I will be back. Um, probably early next week i would say late this week but we both got a pretty hectic week going on kyle's doing a lot of big things with underground sports philadelphia this this week and i'm going to albany for the weekend to uh drink beer and go visit family so that'll be pretty fun you're gonna go watch Um, uh the philadelphia soul win arena bowl 32 on sunday of course (laughs) of course no i'm actually going to a concert with my girlfriend on sunday night hey oh who are we seeing i'm not we gotta gotta let the uh, people know well, I'm not necessarily proud to admit it, but I'm going to a Shawn Mendes concert. Hey, I've heard good things about him live, so... You know, his music actually isn't bad. I bought no. the tickets for her as an anniversary present. Um, our anniversary was back in July, and I was like, okay, you know what? It's something she'll really enjoy. I'll get her the tickets. It'll be great. And then I started listening to his music, and I'm like, okay, I can I can get on board with this guy. The, so I'm actually, I'm actually low-key pretty excited for this concert. The Eagles used him as their... Uh week one like opening kickoff concert he was in philly last year to get the season started so sean mendez is a, a pretty high profile guy in the football community oh, absolutely that's awesome um but yeah so when we when kyle and i come back uh next week uh we'll probably we i know him and i both want to tackle some of these rookies i know we talked about them back at the end of may uh, beginning of june but a lot has happened between now and then so you know what kyle let's set the date Next week, you and I will go over the rookies that are going to make a fantasy impact this year. I'm about it. It's Rookies 2.0. And uh, as always, make sure you're following us on the Twitter.coms. It's at GFF underscore Mikey. And then I am at KBIZZL311. Shout out to AOL Instant Messenger for that one. Uh, (laughs) You can follow the podcast network at UndergroundPHI. 
And you can follow Goal Line on Twitter at goal underscore line underscore FFB. And then, obviously, you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts because that's the way to do it. So make sure you subscribe. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know if I had the better mock draft or if Mikey did and give us a grade. But only leave five-star ratings and reviews because we have standards. And then (laughs) if for some reason you don't have an iPhone, one, go upgrade your phone so you can leave a five-star rating and review. Or you can follow us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, because we are a podcast network for the people, and we are here on multiple outlets for you. So make sure you're following Underground Sports Philadelphia, make sure you're following Kyle, make sure you're following my own personal account, and most importantly, make sure you are following goal underscore line underscore ffb that is goal line fantasy football uh we actually just hit another milestone today in followers we're up to 900 followers um our goal is to hit a thousand before week one starts and it's looking extremely possible and uh you know quick shout out to everyone listening quick shout out to everyone who follows us and uh supports the content we really appreciate it and we hope that we can uh continue to bring you some awesome stuff yeah, and for those of you that have followed us, you know, since last football season, we had the Stat Sheet Fantasy Podcast. That is now transferring to the Goal Line Fantasy Football Podcast. So anything you heard Stat Sheet-wise is now going to be referred to as Goal Line if you're just catching on now because it has been a while since we recorded and we've gotten some new subscribers and everything. So uh, all of our fantasy football content is through Goal Line. They are the official fantasy football hub of Underground Sports Philadelphia. So... That is where your fantasy football uh, info, knowledge, and needs will be found. Yeah, and if you need to find a picture of Tyler Boyd's face, just go to the colon on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love Tyler Boyd. We, we love also fantasy love underground memes. sports, Philadelphia, fantasy football, goal line fantasy. We love it all. But uh, for myself, for Kyle, for underground sports, Philadelphia, and of course for goal line fantasy football, we are signing out. We will see everyone next week. And look out for uh, for an article coming out for me at the end of this week. It's going to be a good one. See you later, guys. Tyler Boyd, come on the podcast. Peace.